Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. I miss my daddy. It's 8.30 in the morning, the time we usually went for our morning walk around the block when he was still able to do that. It was just a little misty, although most of the morning dew was gone, and the sun had not yet begun to beat down on the red clay, as it was wont to do in early summer. The sidewalk was very uneven, large slabs in upheaval from stately tree roots trying to find more space, and I worried about his balance, but he never tripped, not once in my company. We walked slowly, and sometimes I wondered if he thought he needed to slow the pace for me, but our progress was steady. It wasn't really a city block, more like a twirl around a small square, but we saw a lot. Heading right from his home, a stately Victorian built in 1899, we shuffled past my grandmother's house next door. His mother married, lived, gave birth and died in that house, and to say it was haunted would be a small understatement. Next to her house was our Presbyterian church, with steep marble stairs and a sweet interior that held about a hundred people. Rounding the corner, we passed the Sunday school, playground, and parking lot. The church was on a mission to take over the entire block, he would always say, shaking his head, fully white and as thick and wavy as it had been in his youth. We didn't talk much on our walks, but it was an easy silence, and it wasn't unusual for one of us to opine on something we were thinking about without any preamble. This led to some conversations that seemed to come out of nowhere, but it never bothered either one of us. I think this is one of the ways we are alike, although at that time I hadn't realized how many traits we had in common. I'm built more like my daddy than my sisters, who were small like my mother. Not that Daddy was a large man, as his father was, but he had large hands and feet, which he passed on to me. Unfortunately, he passed on that wavy, thick hair to my sisters, leaving me with my mother's hair, which has decided to style itself in recent years in exactly the way my mother wore her own hair for 40 years. If we were feeling especially perky, our walk might take us around two blocks which enabled us to get into a bit of gossip as we passed the houses of people he'd known all his life. Mostly, it was whether the men were any good at golf or poker, but sometimes he was privy to something juicy he gleaned at a party, and he was always happy to pass it on. He was a lover of jokes, sometimes just on the edge of something off-color, but not quite. He usually got one or two new ones at his weekly poker game, and always call me the next day at dinner time to share it with me. If I got even a little embarrassed, he would chuckle and say, Oh, sis, it wasn't that bad. He was also a man that cussed a little, and when I turned 14 or so, I told my mother it embarrassed me if he cussed when my friends were over. I remember he stopped doing it, and I know it took a lot of discipline to do that. However, when I turned 15... 
I made a friend who reveled in using cuss words, and I found I liked doing it too. One day, we had avocado for dinner, the first time any of us had eaten it. I declared it tasted like shit, and my mother promptly marched me upstairs and washed my mouth out with soap. That was an experience I will never forget. That did nothing to stem my cussing, but it was over a decade before I tried to eat an avocado again. When I think back on these morning walks, I clearly remember his shuffling feet and forward momentum. He had polio as a child and had to wear shoes with a heel always because his calf muscles never quite elongated back to their original length. He never mentioned this, though, and carried on as if it had never happened. I often thought it might have affected his ability to dance, which was almost non-existent. However, I have noticed that I'm not that great at dancing myself, so I have to believe this is another one of his gifts. I also remember thinking was he was on the downside of his life and that I needed to pay attention to our time like this together because it wouldn't last that long. So I did, noting his face in concentration as he navigated the uneven terrain, his large hands swinging alongside his body and his attention inward, which is where he spent a lot of his time. In our house, Daddy was a disciplinarian when you were really bad. Usually, I had to spend the entire afternoon dreading what it would be like, which was almost as bad as whatever punishment he doled out. I must have been a constant source of disappointment because it seemed like I spent an inordinate amount of time in his presence for just these reasons. Once, when I was a teenager and had had a little too much to drink while out with my older cousins, I danced standing up in a juke joint booth, and the punishment was one I would never forget. Daddy had been told about my shenanigans at the Rotary Club the next day, and he relayed his disapproval in no uncertain terms at how I had sullied the family name. Then, he asked me to kneel and pray with him. I was taken to my knees, both literally and figuratively, and I will never forget my vow to never get caught again. As we rounded the last corner, we passed the health department where I had had vaccinations and summer shots all my life. It was not a building that held any good memories for me, but he always spoke fondly of the many changes that medicine had brought and how grateful he was for them. Gratefulness was a cornerstone of Daddy's life, although he wouldn't have used that word. He might not have agreed with you, but he never judged you. He always gave you the benefit of the doubt and left a space for you to show up better than you thought you could. That's a legacy I cherish, one I don't see so much these days and one I aspire to live up to, especially on sweet mornings like this one with its lovely memories. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.